when you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. <laughs> Raider Nation, and welcome to Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote, your home for Raiders news, notes, and information. You can follow me on Twitter at egrote 5 and as always, you can check out more of my work on silverandblackpride.com. Later in the episode, I'll be joined by Anthony Galaviz, sports writer for the Fresno Bee covering the Oakland Raiders. I'm not going to do it this week. I am not going to get dragged into the Antonio Brown vortex. I do have a couple quick pieces of information in regards to Brown that I do want to share with you. Uh, first, Antonio Brown had this his second grievance uh, heard today. Um, as you know, after his first one failed, he did file a second grievance with the league. And according to Adam Schefter, uh, a decision sometime early next week is expected. The second part of Antonio Brown news that I have is, um, I don't know if anyone saw it, but this week on the Golick and Wingo radio show that's on ESPN, Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, was a guest, and um, they were discussing the the, the matter, and and, um, when asked about what Brown would do after the appeal was heard and and the ruling was made, uh, Drew Rosenhaus did say that either way, no matter what comes down, Antonio Brown will not miss any more time. So I'm going to take Rosenhaus's words as truth and assume that, uh, again, no matter what happens here, Antonio Brown is now 100% all in. So I am hoping that when we find out the, the ruling next week that this is the last time we hear of this, this helmet saga. So we're going to start off the show tonight, now that that's out of the way, with some discussion on the Week 3 uh, preseason game uh, versus the Green Bay Packers uh, that took place in Winnipeg on Friday night. And I must admit, I was I was a little disappointed, or a lot disappointed actually, to see that the starters uh, did not play at all last night. Traditionally, as you know, the, the, the Week 3 game is known as the dress rehearsal. Uh, but I only I totally understand why that was not the case last night, and, and what a fiasco that was. If you tuned in for the game, which I'm sure you did, you know the Raiders traveled all that way and the Packers as well uh, for essentially to play what 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 amounted to uh, to a scrimmage. Uh, it felt more like a fourth preseason game. They were playing it on the 80 yard field. At, um, it, it was just kind of a it was kind of laughable, really. And according to John Gruden, he spoke after the game. He really seemed to place a lot of the blame. Uh, on the Packers and their organization, yeah, he he said that he 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 and his staff and the Raiders felt that the field was you know as he put it good to go. Um, so it's a little confusing at this point, but uh, the NFL doesn't look real good uh, at this point. And, and I understand the NFL wanting to kind of you know continue to go international and grow their brand, uh, but I just think this one didn't really this one didn't work out. And I did see an article uh, today on NFL.com. Where the Raiders, you know, saved about five hundred thousand uh, dollars 
on their lease this year with the Coliseum by playing in Winnipeg. So, you know, I get it. Al, da- or Al Davis, Mark Davis is, is trying to save a little bit of cash. Um, but, you know, to me, in the grand scheme of things, it, it seems a little bit silly when, when we're talking about, you know, $7 million uh, you're paying uh, to use to use the stadium in, you know, all of this hassle to save 500000 you know, seems a little bit... Uh, seems a little petty, but you know it's not my money, and you know so who am I to tell Mark Davis how to spend it? Um, the Raiders did complete the come from behind win last night uh, behind Nathan Peterman's uh, fourth quarter uh, comeback. He led the offense down the field for what was a Dave, Daniel Carlson game-winning field goal. As I said uh, earlier, you know, we didn't see many of the starters out there, and. It was mentioned, I listened to the radio broadcast, they mentioned that 24 members of the team were left back from the trip. All all of the offensive line, the most of the starting offensive linemen, I should say, uh, Cleland Farrell were some of the players uh, that did not make the trip. And I'm not going to lie, it was a very tough game to watch. Uh, I was struggling to stay awake. I uh, found myself falling asleep, you know, in the second quarter. So I, I turned it off then, I went up to bed. Um, I did, however, go back this morning and this afternoon and, and watch the film. And, you know, what I took from this game was that there were several standout performances, uh, particularly from players who were in really heated position battle. So I want to just kind of talk about some of the players that I thought really stood out in the game last night, starting with number one undrafted free agent uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, really had himself a day or a night, I should say. He was all over the field, breaking up passes, really showing great man-to-man coverage skills. I posted several video clips um, of him on my Twitter account today, so be sure to check those out. He actually retweeted one of them, which I was really excited about. Anytime a player uh, acknowledges one of my tweets, it gets me a little little bit, uh, little bit um, you know, excited. So uh, that's, that's cool. Uh, I really, I'm really impressed with his technique in, in his coverage. Um, you know, with the exception of a couple times last night, if he was just able to get that head around and see the ball a little bit quicker, I think he may have had an interception or two. You know, had had he done that better, but but in man-to-man coverage, he he was very good with his uh, hand fighting skills and um, staying right in the the you know the receiver's hip pocket. So I'm really impressed with his ability in in man-to-man coverage. And I think he's got a very good chance to make this team. Another undrafted free agent that I thought really uh, did well for himself again last night was Anthony Rush. And, and I know a lot of these names are, are common names that you're hearing in a lot of uh, you know, Raiders podcasts. Or if you're reading a lot about Raiders, you're, you're, you're seeing these names pop up. So I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But man, this Anthony Rush, he continues to show he is worthy of a roster spot. And... and um, I tell you what, the final defensive line um, roster spots are, are really that that position is really shaping up to be a very competitive battle, and, and it's been it's been really fun to watch. Um, there was more than one occasion when I went back and watched the film uh, in the game last night where where Rush didn't get credit for the tackle. But man, he 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 was the reason why that play was made. If it was a play that was, you know, made at the line of scrimmage or or, or even a tackle for loss, again, he he may not show up in the box score. But but it was because of him that that play was was made. He was taking on double teams. Uh, there was one play I recall where he 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 washed out the entire left side of the the Packers offensive line in one play, and 
and allowed his teammate to make the tackle. He he's just been disruptive all preseason long, and it, you know it continued last night. Ethan Westbrook and Anthony Rush and and maybe even a guy like PJ Hall, you know they're they're going to have to continue to battle it out for these these final spots uh, in next week's uh, fourth preseason game. Another player who who is continuing to impress, uh, Keelan Doss. Again, a player that you're all well aware of right now, or by now, I should say. Uh, he's the next player that I want to touch on. You know, I don't know if he makes the Raiders uh, roster. I really hope he does because I, I like what I've seen from him. I really like his story, the fact that he's from Alameda, the fact that he went undrafted. I just, I just, you know, I, I find myself uh, pulling for guys like that. But if he doesn't end up on the Raiders 53-man roster or, or even their practice squad, uh, he will most certainly be picked up by one of the 31 other teams in this league. And I just got to say this, if the Raiders don't keep him on the 53-man roster and they decide to try to put him on that practice squad, I, I don't see any way he makes it, makes it to that practice squad. I'm pretty sure another team would, would scoop him up right away and sign him. There are two plays in particular that I want to uh, highlight that he made last night that really stood out to me. The first play was was early in the game. I believe it was the first quarter. It was on a third and five. Uh, Doss caught a you know like a little slant pass, and and you know as he caught the ball, made a man miss, and and really sh- showed off some of his um, you know ability to to. Move uh, to run after the catch, I should say. Yak, you know, yards after uh, catch, as they say. Um, and I believe he picked up about 17 yards on the play total. So that I thought that really showed, you know, a lot as far as his skill set is concerned. And the second play was in the fourth quarter. It was late in the game. The Raiders were trailing. There was uh, about seven and a half minutes left. And um, Nathan Peterman delivered a beautiful back shoulder throw to uh, Doss down the, down the sideline. And um, Doss showed tremendous body control by by adjusting his body in the air to, to kind of turn back for that back shoulder, make the catch. And the most impressive part of the entire play was that he was able to get both feet down. Um, the toe tap on this catch was a thing of beauty. It was textbook. If you have an opportunity um, to go check out that play, I I. I you know, I I tweeted the clip out on on my Twitter. So, um, again, if you fell asleep or you didn't see the entire game, do yourself a favor, go back and watch that play from Keelan Doss. It, you'll be very very impressed. And the final player that I thought you know uh, had a very good game was Nathan Peterman, and he's in a very heated battle right now with Mike Glennon for that backup quarterback job. His final stat line was was very respectable. Uh, he was twenty three of thirty seven uh, passing for 210 yards and two touchdowns. But most importantly, what I've been very impressed with is zero interceptions. Uh, and I don't think he has thrown an interception the entire preseason. So, you know, if you followed him in, throughout his career at all, which which I have been a, a, um, a resident of, of Western New York, Bills country, I've seen a lot of his games. So one of the big issues that Peterman has had early in his career is, is turning the ball over. So, it's a very good sign to see that he um, is taking care of the ball thus far in preseason. Um, he and Glennon will now have one more week to uh, you know to battle it out and to uh, you know to and to give Gruden something to think about as he considers you know who is the backup quarterback on this team and and how many quarterbacks uh, will he keep going forward. When we return from this quick break, we will talk headlines. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Blue 42, Blue 42, set, hey! There really wasn't a ton of news going on this week uh, as far as headlines are concerned, but uh, headline number one, I already touched upon it at the top of the show, Antonio Brown's second grievance was heard Friday afternoon. Uh, most think he will not win this appeal, but if he uh, has the option to appeal, you know, so so be it. He he's he's playing within the rules that he he's been given. Uh, Brown's camp is is arguing that he did not have the one year grace period uh, to find a new helmet uh, since the, the the helmet that he was trying to uh, have certified uh, was was just recently uh, put on put on the uh, banned list. Um, so again, I, you know, I don't want to spend too much more time um, than than I already have talking about that issue. Headline number two is Lewis Riddick of ESPN loves the Raiders this year. Recently, he's had a lot of positive things to say about the team. Uh, this past week, he was a guest on ESPN's First Take uh, with the hosts who are two of the more notorious Raider haters, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. I'm just going to play the clip for you here briefly. It's about a minute and a half, so just hang in there. I went out there to Napa, all right? I watched, these, I watched these young men practice. I watched how John was interacting with this football team. I watched how the coaching staff, Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator, was interacting with this football team. Sat down and talked to Trent Brown. Sat down and talked to Brandon Marshall, the linebacker they got from the Denver Broncos. This football team believes in how they're being coached, believes in the system that they're being coached within, believes so? in the, believe, hold on, believes in the players that they brought in here, the mix of players, youth, and veteran, they believe in the leadership that they have on this football team right down the middle of this field, meaning this. People out there believe in Derek Carr. These young players believe in Derek Carr. Derek Carr believes in John Gruden. That relationship is fine. I've had my questions about that relationship. That relationship is going to be just fine. The offensive line on this football team, when Gabe Jackson comes back and Richie Incognito serves his suspension, is going to be one of the best in the NFL. Trent Brown, okay, (laughs) remember this when I said this. Trent Brown is... Maybe the best tackle in football. The best offensive tackle in football. And you know why? On the right one, side, saw, though, right? One, Lewis, I saw on the right side. It. Two, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL told me this. He is the number one most difficult guy to beat. Are you the talking about the left side? You're saying he's the best on the left side in football? I'm saying he's one of the he's one of the hardest. Well, he's going to be playing right tackle for Oakland. Right. Right, okay? right, 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 right. But hey, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let me finish this. Let me finish this by saying this. Let me finish this by saying this. Okay. this team stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Meaning they don't lose, lose any vital any vital components to this football team. The Raiders are going to make a run. The Raiders are going to the Raiders are going to challenge for a wild card spot. So there's the clip, and uh, you know, I I, I really respect uh, Riddick's opinion, and, and um, for him to say that that that's definitely got to make Raider fans excited. Um, I do agree with him. Um, that the Raiders' offensive line has a chance to be one of the best in the league. Um, hopefully Gabe Jackson returns uh, sooner rather than later. But I, I, I totally agree. I think you're going to see a big improvement from Colton Miller at left tackle. I think I do believe that 
Uh, Trent Brown is one of the premier right tackles or tackles in general in the league, and I think Incognito is a big upgrade, you know, at, at the left guard position. And it, you know, it's going to come down to how well the the replacement for uh, Gabe Jackson plays, and, and then you know. Can they hold it down until Big Gabe returns? And, of course, you know Rodney Hudson is, is one of the best centers in the league. So I really do believe this offensive line could be could be very special. That's all we have for headlines this week. We're going to keep it real short and sweet. Uh, after this quick break will be my interview with Anthony Gelavese of the Fresno Bee. On the line with me is Anthony Gelavese, sports writer for the Fresno Bee covering the Oakland Raiders. Anthony, how's it going? Pretty good, Evan. Just, uh... Enjoyed this morning so far. Yep. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. Uh, and before we get started, I do want to add that uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at agalavis underscore the B. So make sure you go out there, show him some support, and, and give him a follow. All right, Anthony, I don't want to waste any more of your time, so let's get right into it. Um, of course, all the talk uh, recently surrounding the Raiders involves Antonio Brown. Um it's been kind of an emotional roller coaster for fans like myself. Um, he did have his second grievance hearing uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, according to Adam Schefter, uh, the reports that a decision um, should be coming sometime early next week. Um, so my first question for you is, do you see any way that Brown wins this appeal and um, you know he will get to wear that old helmet that he's trying to, to wear? Yeah, who don't? I mean... <laughs> Everything is up for grass right now, uh, as far as that grievance that, uh, that was heard yesterday. Um, you know, we, we've seen how it went the past, I think it was two times already. Um, so it didn't go his way, and that led to, you know, him being upset. Of, oh, okay, you know what? I, I got to have a helmet. I got to practice with it. If not, or even play with it, then I'm going to sit out until, you know, we, we hear what we want to hear. Um, so obviously it's very important to him to have that helmet with him because, you know, he's talked about having it for such a long time. Um, so he, having that grievance hearing yesterday, uh, it, it's, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen next week? I wouldn't be surprised if they had, they say, you know what, Antonio, we, we, we hear you out. Here's the helmet. Feel free to, you know, feel free to wear it. Because obviously, you know, you saw him recently with a, uh, with other helmet uh, in Winnipeg, and so whether he wins this or lose this grievance hearing, uh, I, I really, it, it, I, to me, I think it's a win-win for him and the Raiders because it, it shows me that he already has a, a helmet in line already. You know, even this doesn't go his way, um, so. To answer your question, Evan, it's just up in the air. I mean, I've been saying for such a long time already since Hard Knocks was named the Raiders, oh, we're going to feature the Raiders on Hard Knocks. They they need some type of drama, I feel. And uh, this brings in drama. uh, This brings in audience. uh, It brought in a huge audience in Pittsburgh, as you saw this past week. Um, I think there will be a resolution early next week, uh, whether – he gets that helmet, you know, uh, would it surprise me if he wins it, you know, and it's like, Oh, here, you know, here's your helmet. And it's cause hard knocks has five episodes. Right. So it, it just, again, it wouldn't shock me if he wins that, uh, hearing or wins that uh, agreement. 
Now, earlier in the week, Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, was a guest on the Golek and uh, Wingo radio show. I'm not sure if you saw that. But uh, he did say that win or lose that uh, this appeal, um, Brown would not miss any more time. So that that's a good sign for, for the Raiders. He did, however, mention the phrase, and he mentioned this more than once, um, exhaust all of our options. So, you know, that was a... That was, um, a bit concerning to me because that that kind of leads me to believe that maybe they aren't quite finished with all of their you know I, I'm not sure how the appeal system works in the NFL but um I guess my question for you is you know should we believe that Antonio Brown win or lose is 100% um moving on from this issue and you know maybe do you have any knowledge of um, what his other options could be should he lose the appeal I don't have uh I, I don't know what what could happen if you know, as you said, Drew talking about all this on uh, on the airwaves, uh, the Miami station and uh, on ESPN. Um, you know, I really believe that exhaust all options has to do with this last grievance hearing that they had yesterday. Um, you know, I, I again, I really believe there's gonna be a resolution next week because John Gruden and the staff knew about this since OTAs. So they're all aboard with him. Obviously, Mayock came out with this statement or with his, with the statement on Sunday, you know, about hey, you know, you're all in, you're all out. Obviously, it shows that he's all in. Um, he got that helmet or whatever helmet that is. But you know, you're you're coming up to the season where week one is what less than two weeks away. And so the Raiders don't go, don't need any type of distraction right now. So going back to what I said earlier. There will be a resolution next week. Um, they're going to move forward from this. You know, they're not going to look back. You know, exhaust all options. You know, through Rosenhaus, that's what he said. Uh, this is it. You know, because I, I can't see, I can't foresee Antonio leaving all that money on the table and just walking away. You know, Derek talked about a while back in Fresno that you know they're going to walk everyone with all you know open arms, and and his teammates are are all on board with him. Um, because again, they knew about this since back at OTAs, and so yeah, it 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 stretched out a little bit here. You know, it's a training camp. You know, um, obviously it shows that Antonio's passionate about what he likes wearing. You know, since he came into the league, but you know, there I, I just feel even that there will be a resolution next week. Um, I can't see, I can't, I really can't see Antonio just walking away from the team like, oh, you know, if I don't. If I don't get this helmet, then I, I can't deal with the team. I mean, I, I can't see that because it, it, he does have a helmet with him right now. Uh, whether it was a different helmet or the same helmet, who knows? But I, it, it's just, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if it's you know going to tail into the week one where it's going to cause questions. I just can't see that happening because Rude and Mayock probably, you know, they, they know what's going to happen. So it, it's just... I, I just don't. I, again, I just don't see, you know, uh, him holding up or you know, leading up to the week one uh, against the Denver Broncos. Okay, let, let's move on from the Antonio Brown talk. Now let's get to more, um, you know, what's going on with the other, uh, you know, eighty-nine guys on the team. So in a little over a week. Um, John Gruden and Mike Mayock are going to have some tough decisions to make. They have to cut that roster down from ninety to fifty-three. So I'd like to uh, talk to you about some some of the positional battles that are going on. Um, let, let's start with the quarterback. In your eyes, who is currently leading um, you know, in that battle for the, the, the quarterback two job? 
And um, uh, kind of a second question there I want to add to that one is, do you think it's possible that Gruden will carry three quarterbacks? Well, right now, I like what I saw from uh, Mike Lemon. Uh, uh, he went through one interception uh, prior week. But Lemon has some points. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you look at these backups compared to last year, I mean, there's no comparison though. Take that. I mean, it, it, it's just a different element of what they have behind Derek Carr uh, with uh, with uh, Mike Lynn and Mason Peterman, where last year you had, what, A.J. McCarron? Um, so, uh, right now, I think Glennon has a leg up over Peterman, even though Peterman played on three quarters this past week against, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and and Glenn, uh, excuse me, uh, Peterman has shown that, hey, you know, I belong here too, because obviously those two quarterbacks have started in the league before, so they know what they're doing. And, uh, I really believe Glennon, uh, you know, if he has a good showing against the uh, Seattle Seahawks on Thursday, he'll grab the backup spot. Now, that leads me into, you know, your other question about are they going to keep three quarterbacks. I really believe they're going to keep three quarterbacks um, because it's essential, I feel it's essential to have because last year, going into the season, he only had two quarterbacks uh, going into the season. He had Carr and uh, McCarron. So now this year, you know, they have a luxury of, you know, keeping all three quarterbacks rather than losing one of those quarterbacks to another team. Um, so, you know, these two quarterbacks, I mean, Glennon and Peterman, I mean, they show something, you know. Uh, now, obviously, you hope that Derek Carr stays healthy all season, you know, because obviously 2016, you saw what happened. Uh, then 2017, uh, broken back against the Broncos. Uh, but, you know, Carr was able to stay healthy last year. But, uh, you know, it's always important to have that veteran uh, backup quarterback, you know, because if you don't, then, you know, your season could go awash. Right, right. Uh, very good point. Um, and I and I agree. I think I think he'll eventually end up going with three. And he mentioned that in a press conference that normally he does keep three. Um, I think last year was one of the only years that he hasn't done so. So I do expect both. Um, Glennon and Peterman to make that roster. Um, there, there are several undrafted free agents that are that are fighting for a position on the roster. Gruden mentioned uh, again, again in one of his press conferences after the game that there could be up to five undrafted free agents that could make this team. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about Keelan Doss and Anthony Rush, and of course the kicker, uh, the punter AJ Cole. In in your opinion, wh- which five uh, undrafted free agents are most deserving to make this team at this point? Well, you know, I, I, I saw six. <laughs> I saw six that I felt that, you know, were, that could make the team. And uh, obviously you talked about Keelan Doss as one. Uh, the other, uh, uh, Anthony Rush, as you mentioned. Uh, A.J. Cole. A.J. Cole got that locked up ready, so really, you know, you should look at five. Uh, the other the other, uh, other player you could look at, too, is Andre James. I mean, the coaches have talked big about him, but you know, you only put carry so much, so so he may be a practice squad uh, type player. Uh, the other, um, I mean, it's Alec Eagle. I mean, what, what do you do after you saw Keith, what Keith Smith did the other day? But I just feel that Eagle has maybe a slight edge over uh, Keith Smith, uh, surprisingly. You know, I mean, it, it's just. You know, I mean, you, you, you look at this, I mean, it, it's just mind-boggling. What about Nick? I mean, 
he, he's shown that he belongs. I mean, look what he did this past Thursday. So, you know, you got Tim Dolph, Andre James, L.A. Ingle, uh, A.J. Cole, Anthony Rush, and Nixon. I mean, all those, all those, all those guys are deserving of making the team fit the three-man roster. I mean, they show what they can do. And this also shows you that the Rangers finally have depth. I mean, they, I mean, when was the last time you could think that they had this type of, I mean, this players all around are talented. I mean, it's, you want to keep all the guys, but all the things good about rules got you have you going 53. So they got some tough decisions to make this weekend. I mean, I came out with a story this morning of projecting my 53 man roster and only had, uh, I, Andre Jane was the odd man out, so was Nixon. Uh, so, I mean, I, Going through this, it was tough, you know, trying to figure out which position group that you really need, you know, for depth-wise. And so those are the guys that I, you know, that I, that I threw out right now that I feel that I'm preserving of making the team. Anthony Galavis on the line with me, sports writer for the Fresno Bee, and we're talking some Raiders football here. Um, another one of those positions that looks to be uh, pretty deep right now in the preseason is the defensive line. Um, looks like it could be a position of strength for the Raiders. Um, you can only carry, carry so many of these guys. Um, we we did mention Anthony Rush as one of those guys that we both agree we, we think he could make the team as an undrafted free agent. Um, how do you see the rest of this group shaping up? Are there any surprise cuts here, maybe, or or you know throw some names out there uh, for some guys who you think are are definitely going to make the team from the defensive line? Uh, well, the difference obviously uh, your fourth round. I mean, excuse me, your fourth fourth overall draft pick, Clayton Farrell. I mean, he'll make the team probably. Uh, the other guys that I've seen in the team, Arden Key, uh, Justin Ellis, uh, Hankins, Morrow. Um, Morrow, because you got to be careful how you pronounce that last name because the other days are just, you know, Morrow, the Oscar, I mean, you get the idea. But the other guys, Max Crosby, but the one, I have Anthony Rush making a team. But the, the, but the one I was trying to figure out, like, oh my gosh, how many defensive ends do you keep? Uh, Farrell, Arden Key, Murrow, Crosby, but then I left out, I left out, you know, Benson. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is tough. I mean, if I if I thought it was tough, imagine what it's going to be like in that room. But the defensive line of, of we'll go back to it, you know, Mulhurst, Hankins, uh, Ellis, Paul, Key, Farrell, Murrow, uh, Crosby, Rush. I mean, I believe I have nine down down with making the team. So, I mean, I mean, that's a good problem to have. I mean, if, if, you're, if you immediately figure out, okay, these are the guys going to make it, but then if you're struggling to figure out who is going to make it, I mean, that's a good problem to have. And I think the Raiders going into next week and, you know, the problem, the problem that the customers are facing is like, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to let go this guy because, you know, we, we just, you know, the number game is just horrible. Uh, and so, you know, going back to the fact, it's a good problem to have, and for the Raiders staff, you know, it's like, okay, we weren't, we're going to probably cut him, but let's hope that he makes the practice line and nobody else picks him up. Very good, very good. Okay, um, a couple more questions for you, Anthony, here. Thanks for giving me so much of your time. Another position where there is some serious competition is at wide receiver. Now, um, we could all pretty much bet the house that we know who the, the top three guys are going to be, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro. But after those three names, 
Um, you know, who else do you see making this team, and, and how many do you think uh, Gruden and Mayock decide to keep uh, as far as the wide receiver position is concerned? Okay, so, you know, the wide receiver group, uh, another hip on the hat, uh, Rico Gafford has shown that, you know, he belongs on the team. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on, though. I'm looking at the list right now. Keelan Hatcher, I mean, Keelan Dodd, uh, Ryan Grant, you know, I mean, it's just the, the receivers I feel that they're going to keep on the on the roster is you know obviously Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, JJ Nelson, Dwayne Harris. Uh, who am I missing here? I mean, Keelan Keelan Doss, Redfro, uh, Ryan Grant. Uh, the, did I say JJ Nelson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Nelson. one guy that I, the one guy that I left out, you know, it, it was tough. Marcel Aitman. Correct. I mean, it, it's, it's like, what do you do? I mean, who do you keep? I mean, these receivers are making uh, Glennon and, uh, and uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to blink here. Uh, Peterman. Uh, Glennon and Peterman looked at. I mean, because you got your receivers going after the ball and catching it. I mean, look at Keelan Dawson, the great hands he had the other day. Although he had that one drop, but, you know, who do you play more that? But that's neither here or there. But, I mean, all these receivers, what do you do? I mean, it, it's, it's difficult. Like, I mean, which receiver do you keep? I mean, again, it's a good problem to have, but, you know, leaving, leaving Marcel Aitman out was tough. I mean, really tough. Keon Hatcher as well, because they're, both of them were on the 53-man roster last year. And so going into this year, you see what these undrafted free agents are doing. Um, you bring in vets like Ryan Greg, J.J. Nelson. I mean, the Raiders are second wide receiver, and that's, that's good for Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I agree. Um I think probably the wide receiver group is 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 the tightest battle right now, and um, you know they're all making plays. They've they've all shown reasons why they deserve to make the team here so far in preseason. So it's definitely going to be a tough decision. All right, I do have one last thing I would like to uh, do with you here. I'm gonna, I'm going to go through uh, the schedule, and all you have to do is tell me whether you think it's going to be a win or a loss, and then we'll kind of get to your your final season um, win loss record at the end of this. Okay, you got a few minutes. Okay, so week one, we all we all know it's uh it's uh, Monday Night Football versus uh, at home versus the uh, Denver Broncos. What do you think, win or loss? Win. Win. Okay, another division game in in week two. They uh, stay home again versus the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. As we know, Derek Carr has had uh, issues uh, against the Chiefs so far in his career. What do you think? Well, okay. Uh... <laughs> Well, Carr's had problems with the Chiefs before, but that was at Arrowhead. But at home, he's he's had you know somewhat of a success in his rookie year and a couple of years ago. So I, and this is going to shock a lot of people. But I see the Raiders picking up another win here. Okay, I, hey, I hope you're right. <laughs> okay, um, the Raiders go on the road now for uh, for quite a while, actually. Um, the next game, Week Three, is at Minnesota. Uh, tough place to play. What do you think? Uh, I see a lot there. Environment. Yes, very tough environment. Good defense. Uh, week four, again on the road, this time against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Who knows what's going to happen with Andrew Luck? He, um, you know, they keep saying different things. I don't know. We may not see him. I'm assuming he'll be back by week four. Well, you know, I had my predictions back in April, and I'm going to stick to my uh, prediction here whether Andrew Luck plays or not. Uh, I see a loss here. 
Okay, week five, the Raiders uh, travel to London for what's being called a home game, but we all know that's not really a home game. And they're going to face an old old friend there, Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> it'll be a good matchup. Unfortunately, two guys out in Oakland, but uh, the big Raiders are going to come up with a win here and get revenge on, or I should say revenge on, on Mac, but uh, it's a, 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 a ha ha ha, we got you. So I see a win here. All right, coming off the uh, London trip, the Raiders are on bye week six, and they got another road game, this time um, at Green Bay, a team we just faced uh, in preseason last week. Yeah, another tough run in that field. I see a loss here. Okay, and the Raiders finally end that uh, six-week span where where they're on the the road, uh, and, and it will end week eight in uh, Houston. Yeah, unfortunately, I see another loss for the Raiders. Okay, uh, week nine, we come back home finally, uh, and we're going to face the Detroit Lions. Uh, win. Week 10, home versus the L.A. Chargers. Uh, tough game here for your, your division rival. Uh, see a win. Okay, so it looks like we're currently, we, you currently got them at 4-4 four and four heading into week 11, home versus the Cincinnati Bengals. A win. Okay, week 12, travel cross-country, going to be an early morning start. Traditionally, the Raiders... Haven't done as well with those early morning games. They've seemed to um, adjust to that time change a little bit better uh, against the New York Jets. Uh, actually, I see a win here. Okay, that's uh, seven wins now. Um, week 13 at Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, one of the tougher places to play in the NFL. What do you think here? Loss. Loss. Can't disagree with you there. Uh, week 14, they come back home versus the Tennessee Titans. It seems like they play the Tennessee Titans every single year. Uh, how, how do they do here? Win. Week 15, home against uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Had a disappointing season last year uh, after that run they made to the AFC Championship game in the previous year. Um, what do you think, week 15? You can't leave the call of C of uh, your last home game. True, good point. Loss, but I see a win here. That's a good point. That they're going to be emotionally. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, people playing with some some high emotion in that game. That's a good point you make there. Week 16, uh, Raiders finish up the final two games of the season on the road, both division games. Uh, week 16 at L.A. Chargers. Lost. Okay, and final game, uh, right back where we started. We start with Denver and we end at uh, Mile High. Uh, well, it'll be cold over there, but I see the rain pulling off another way to get to the end of the season. Okay, so according to my math, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm no mathematician, but it looks like you have the Raiders going ten and six, and that should be good enough, possibly, to get them in the playoffs. Who knows? That may not be good enough to win the division. Um, I'm assuming the Chiefs might have something a little bit better, but ten and six should have them in the mix for the wild card. What do you think? Uh, I, I agree. I mean, you got a makeup of a squad here that. I mean, they've been playing well the preseason. Obviously, preseason is different from the regular season, but you got a lot of talented uh, athletes, uh, players on the team. So, you know, barring any type of major injuries, I see the Raiders, you know, making a run here in the last, you know, last go uh, in Oakland. So, I mean, obviously, they 
you know, they felt horrible how things went last year. But this is a new squad with a lot of enthusiasm, and, you know, they're excited about the season. And I see them surprising a lot of people out there, uh, excluding Lewis Reddick of ESPN, who's also felt the same way as I have. Uh, you know, because, I, again, I predicted, predicted back in April in the Fresno B where you know, the Ravens were 10-6. So, Hey, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm hoping for uh, I'm hoping for some some positive results this year. All right, folks, you heard the man. Uh, I want to thank you again, Anthony, for hopping on the line with me. Uh, make sure you all go out there, give him a follow on Twitter, uh, check out his work with the Fresno Bee. Anthony, keep up the good work, and we'll uh, we'll try to get you on again sometime in the future. Thank you very much. All right, uh, thank you. You're welcome. That was my interview with Anthony Galaviz of the Fresno Bee. A great spot there by Anthony. I want to thank him one more time for uh, hopping on with me and, and talking some Raiders football. Do yourselves a favor, follow him on Twitter. A lot of good content there if you're looking for more information about your Oakland Raiders. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Just Pod Baby with Evan Grote. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to the show. This time next week we'll be talking... Raiders 53-man roster. We'll see what John Gruden and Mike Mayock decide to do. Don't forget, you can check us out now as a part of the Silver and Black Pride podcast family on their podcast network. I hope everyone has a great week, and go Raiders! Raiders!